listening to Attempt Adventure, a podcast all about finding adventure every day and making life more interesting. From Bangkok, Thailand, I'm Michael DeRosiers, joined as always by my co-host, James Barrett from Dallas, Texas. All right, listeners, you didn't hear that, but it took us a couple tries to get through the intro this morning. Running a little slow. I'll be honest, I have crazy hair (laughs) right now, as James can attest. Luckily, it's not a video podcast. (laughs) <laughs> and I have my coffee here, so all, all is well. My Wi-Fi is down. We're chatting over my phone. you got to make these things work sometimes, so I can't access the Google Doc that tells me what to say. <laughs> so, But we got through it, didn't we? We did it. It's hard sometimes. It's hard out here. <laughs> James, how are you doing this week? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm finally starting to feel a little better. I was kind of under the weather for about a week, but... I'm feeling, I'm feeling good today. Well, James, did you have any new adventures? Did you do anything new or interesting or exciting this week that you'd like to share? I have to admit, mm. I do not. I will take the first penalty. You know what? That happens sometimes. I just did not do anything. I think I have left my couch like four oh, times gosh. this week. <laughs> it's It's been one of those weeks. It's, it's a, you, you wake up, you get out of bed, you make yourself a coffee and then you sit down and you like, don't move for the rest of the day. That happens, right? We have weeks like that. Well, here's, here's the thing, James, this game that we play, the doing something new every week, it's really meant to get us out of our own comfort zones and to get you and me to try new things that could possibly be adventures. So if you miss a week, if you miss a week, there is a penalty, but it's not a bad penalty. Penalty is that I have to give you a challenge that you've got to complete by next week. And if you don't complete the challenge in the next seven days, then you owe me $50. Simple. Yeah, and I and I have to do it because I don't think I actually have $50. Okay, well, then here's your challenge, James. you got to get a map of the world. All right. Okay. Close your eyes, point to a random country, and then try to cook a dish from that country's cuisine. That is your challenge for the week. Okay. You have seven days to do it. All right. Do you want me to go get my map of the world right now? You know what? Yes. Yes, I do. Go get your map of the world. Let's do this. All right. I can confirm that is a map of the world. I'm going to do this a few times. Okay, yeah. Disorient yourself. So So he is spinning the map around so he doesn't know which direction is up. Okay. Go for it. You have to tell me if I'm about to land on an ocean. Okay. Don't land there. No, that's America. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, go over here. Okay. Now that looks like that is so, James. Your your finger landed upon Russia. So my finger landed on the biggest country <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Probably pretty good odds of doing so. Um, yeah. Okay, so well, luckily this shouldn't be difficult. No. So by next week, all you have to do is research and create a Russian dish. Take a couple pictures of it, and we'll put it on the website. Maybe even put it on Instagram. I don't know. That seems like a decent country to get. I imagine they have cuisine beyond beets and vodka. Beet and vodka soup. Cool. Yeah, I will do that. Nice. Okay. Well, the first penalty um, is off to the races. So that'll be fun. I'm excited to see what you come up with by <laughs> next week. And so you don't need to do anything specifically new by next week. 
if you do great but if you don't that's okay uh, all you have to do is create a russian dish i can do that i did something new and i bought a bread machine nice. a cheap bread machine online here's the deal though it's entirely in chinese the buttons are physical buttons and they're marked in chinese the instruction manual is entirely in chinese so I did my best with the little uh, phone camera app on Google Translate to try to be able to read the buttons. I think I figured it out. You gotta set button number one to Yi, and you gotta set button number two to Zhong, and then you hit go. Um, <laughs> and, and bread comes out. <laughs> and bread comes out. And I actually used it yesterday, hoped for the best. It worked. <laughs> so, kind of a new hobby i suppose to be working on i like making bread but i don't like kneading dough it takes too long and it's messy so i like the bread machine yeah. you just dump everything in there and you ignore it for like two and a half and hours poof bread yeah yeah i didn't really get into the bread making phase i've made i made a couple pe- like loaves of bread but it's too much work it is a lot of work for something that costs like 85 cents at the store but anyway so then i had a little adventure trying to figure out how to use it so that, <laughs> so that is my story Ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to talk about how Michael and I got to this point and really became content creators. It's a, I don't know if our story is typical of other content creators or not, because it's been a bumpy road. It's been a long road getting from there to here. And I know for me, doing the videos with the drone and, and stuff like that, that comes fairly naturally, but the rest of this, not at all. Yeah. And the reason we wanted to talk about this today is, well, it's really twofold. Content creation is a way that a lot of people, a lot of adventurers, not only fund themselves, but also share their adventures with others. And so nowadays, that's Mm -hmm. a big part of adventure. There's almost a side, like a business side of adventuring, which is content creation. So this is part of being an adventurer, Mm -hmm. a modern adventurer nowadays. It's creating videos and audio content and blogs things like that. But also, the second reason we wanted to talk about it is because this is an adventure for me and James. Doing something like new, trying a, an entirely new enterprise beyond our skill set is not easy. <laughs> you know, it, we've had to learn so many new things. So, as just as background, my degree was in international relations with a minor in German language and mine was in anthropology. So, like we're not tech guys. We're not, you know, cre- we're not necessarily creative either. And so it's been, it really has been an adventure learning how to do all this stuff. And I'm not saying we're great. We've only been doing the podcast, this podcast for a while. We've done stuff in the past. Um, but it is an adventure just trying to figure out and learn things. And I think it's so important to be constantly learning and trying new stuff. It's, it's been fun. It's been a long road. When The first time we started making things was... We had, like, dabbled in it even pre-Snack Time Asia. There, I mean, there's got to be stuff back from when we were in, like, the church choir that we were doing messing around. There's there gotta is. There's got to be something from back there. There is, and I, I'm sure I have it somewhere. Back when we were teenagers. But I think that the first time we started... Yeah, we had some vlogs from the first time you came to Thailand. Just some, <laughs> some videos that we had taken... Um, I think even the first time you came to Thailand, we joked about doing a podcast. We joked about doing a podcast for a really long time. Yeah, and it was something we both wanted to do, but didn't like want to actually do. Exactly. Like it sounded fun, but it sounded like kind of a lot of work. Yeah, and 
we joked about it for probably two years before we actually tried it. And when we did decide to try it, we did it on a whim in my apartment. With no microphone. <laughs> Just talking into the computer. Yeah. Now, we, we had our Snack Time Asia series, which is where we tried convenience store snacks from Thailand. So we'd also had a, a video aspect. And as mm-hmm. a matter of fact, I'll link Snack Time Asia in the blog post. So if you guys go to our show notes for this episode, you can watch some of those. Yeah, because you did, you did more than just the ones we did, too. I did. My first time really creating something was when I went to Japan with a colleague of mine, Ryan, who I worked with for several years here in Thailand. Um, on the way back home to the U.S., when we were in finishing the school year, we stopped in Japan and we made a vlog while we were there. We filmed the mm-hmm. whole thing, and that kind of made me realize that filming an adventure, a trip, is a really cool way of remembering it. Yeah, but but that was really my start with creating stuff. And then when you came, then we started making the vlogs when you were mm-hmm. here. The vlogs of going to the island and, and doing stuff in Bangkok and whatnot. We filmed your adventures here in Thailand. Yeah, but then when it comes to podcasting, yeah, we sat down one day. We were like, you know what? Let's make a podcast. And this would have been, <laughs> I don't know, 2019 yeah, so we sat down and we just started talking, but we didn't have any kind of plan. We don't, I don't even know what, what we were really... I don't... That was the Star Trek episode, right? That, yes. Yes, that's the episode where we debated <laughs> um, about Captain Jonathan Archer and whether or not he could take down a Star Destroyer. We say he's super underpowered, but he did take down a Death Star at one point. <laughs> oh, man. Zindy Death Star. <laughs> So, yeah, we talked about that. That is true. It is true. But, like I said, we didn't have microphones, and it was just, we didn't have intro music. It was just us talking for like an hour. <laughs> but it was fun, and we really enjoyed it, and we just kept doing it. That podcast was called Day Drinking with Michael and James, which was problematic on several fronts. Here's the thing. I live in Thailand, and James lives in the U.S., which means that we are 12 hours apart. And so whenever we would meet, it was morning time for one person, evening for the other. And our idea was that we would share a beer in a conversation. But that, that meant that one of us was cracking open a beer at like 6 a.m. to record our episodes. And it just <laughs> wasn't fun after a while. <laughs> you started dreading it. Like you roll out of bed and you're like, oh boy, you get to go drink a beer. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know, I know. So it, it actually lasted for a while. Um, you can't find it anymore because... They weren't very good. I mean, they were fun to do, but they weren't great. They're for us now. That's right. That's right. You missed the boat, guys. That was phase one. (laughs) And then we took some time off, like three months, to kind of relaunch. Mm. We wanted to relaunch because, yeah, it was problematic. We thought it was was harmful in, in any context to glorify day drinking for ourselves or for others. And we didn't have a focus. It wasn't professionally done. Every episode was just us talking for an hour the idea behind the show was i think a decent one it was just two friends who live in different countries having a beer together and just talking about life in those two countries and i think it could have been interesting the problem is the time zone made it you know odd yeah (laughs) because we started that more as an excuse to hang out at once a week exactly yeah than we did to actually do anything Because we didn't plan anything beyond just getting on a call and talking. Right, right. And the idea was it was going to be like two friends just having a beer after work. And I think that if we had been closer, like if we had been on opposite coasts in the U.S., that would have been a great show. Yeah. But 
it was just weird because of the time zone. Like, the day drinking aspect of it was weird. And once we got rid of the day drinking aspect, the name was still Day Drinking with Michael and James, and it just didn't work anymore. <laughs> and we kept trying to do things like, well, it means drinking anything, but it didn't. <laughs> right. So, you know, we did that for a little bit, and then we took a break, and we relaunched as Ear Goggles. Yes, and that, so that was in... Actually, we worked on that when I was in my quarantine last year. Mm-hmm. And that was Ear Goggles, and that launched in April, about a year ago. And this time we came back much more professionally presentable. You know, we had official podcast art that we made. We actually commissioned music, theme music, by the same guy that does this music for this show. Did a really good job. And, uh, and our name, Ear Goggles, was even... A collaborative effort with friend of the show TV star Anson Mount, who helped us launch the show, which was really nice. Good name drop. Yeah, so we were more professional the second time around. Like we were mm-hmm. on it, and then I don't know what happened. Like that show, that show still exists. Um, yeah, that show still exists, and we're getting back to it. Once we have a um, good launch with this show, we're gonna try to release both shows in a week. I think it was just a sort of lack of focus. And plus, you know, life gets really busy and the holidays roll around and it gets really difficult to record a podcast, actually, when there's just a ton of stuff going on. You know, at the time, you know, I was I was working every day and it, I, I do think the lack of, not focus isn't the right word, but the lack of like... Structure, like we didn't... Yeah. Like, we still were coming up with topics, but they were very broad. It's not like this show where it's, like, focused on travel and adventure. The topics for Ear Goggles are topics like our favorite video games. Like, they're broad. Like, and it's just us having... It's still us having a conversation, usually with a beer. But they're very broad. It's more focused than day drinking was, for sure. And it's more structured, because we do use that Google Doc to ask each other questions. But it it takes a lot more work, I I think, think, to put that show together. It does, and I think there was some burnout going with that. Because, you know, we we did it for a solid year. It got to the point where I think it just takes a lot of work for something that wasn't getting any kind of return, really. Right, right. We didn't have many downloads on that. Even, But even for just, um, for me, it, it got to the point, I think, where now I'm looking forward to going back to mm. it because we have this going where it sort of gets my, what I want the podcast to be. And then we have ear goggles, which is just us talking. We could probably even just record our business meetings. We probably could. <laughs> so I think for me, it, it got to the point where I, I was looking forward to it more just to hang out and talk than I was to actually make the podcast. Which is what it's meant to be, but it kind of got away from that as well. It became more like, yeah. we had some really good episodes, like the one where we researched the presidents. But they take a lot of effort to good. do those. And, you know, it takes a lot of research and things like that for those good episodes. And I don't know, I, I, I really enjoyed doing it and I'm excited to get back to doing it. But I think because we have this one going now, we can even be a little less structured with it. Right. And just sort of go and sort of have that be our outlet, I guess. Yeah. And and so I, I think it's important to have multiple projects going yes if you can agreed agreed and and they can kind of feed into each other you know actually the structure of this show is really an evolution of ear goggles i mean some of the segments from this Mm -hmm. show like the what did you do new this week 
that comes directly from there. In fact, we're going to be changing that segment in Ear Goggles because we thought <laughs> it fit better in this show. And yeah. then Ear Goggles, we end the show with a weird news and recommendation segment, which is very similar to Adventures in the News. Um, but it's just bizarre news, just dumb stuff that happens around the world. Yeah. So we, we kind of found our footing. We found a structure we liked, but we needed to focus it more. And this one we really do focus more. And besides last week where we kind of rambled a little bit, we've been really good at staying on topic and things like that. Last week made us realize we needed to relaunch ear goggles, though. Munster's talk was what you you can expect in the other show. One day we'll release the few episodes of our ill-fated third podcast, Pints of Order, which were all made during the U.S. election cycle. It was like a less fun uh, Pod Save America. Way less fun. <laughs> it was just us being mad for an hour and a half. Well, that, yeah, and then I just thought, oh, that's just too much negativity. You know, we didn't end up launching it because it was, you know, we don't want to be negative. Like, it's good to rant to each other, but yeah. we needed it. We needed it. Yeah, it it was negative, and then when the election was over, there was nothing to talk about anymore, so there was really... <laughs> episode 50, politics One day. is boring again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was episode, like, five. So, you know, that that was sort of us sort of dipping our feet into a more, a more structured, more topic-heavy thing, rather than the broad answer. So I think it's sort of... A, this podcast is a culmination of all of our ideas and events that have happened in all our previous projects have led us to this one, which is by far the best one. And in this one, we decided to have guests as well. We want this to be more interactive, like the monthly challenges that go out to all of you. Um, mm-hmm. Having guests on the show, all of that, our other show isn't really something that we, you know, we, we don't have guests on that show. That's more just two friends having a conversation. We had a long-standing rule that the only guest we would ever allow to be on our other show, Ear Goggles, was Scott Bakula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did decide that, didn't we? <laughs> we did. That's, that's in the uh, the charter. <laughs> that still stands for Ear Goggles. Or Anson Mount, you can come on too. It's sort of like, it just sort of, we, we fell into it more than anything. Because I'm not a creator. I didn't, I didn't make videos or make podcasts or edit audio or video or anything. And like you said earlier, we, we've had to learn all of that. And so this is just a whole new adventure. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because it does fit in with the whole adventures don't have to be going outside and climbing a mountain. They can exactly. be a new venture, a new project. Right. This is just researching something and trying to put it into practice. I mean, trying to learn all mm-hmm. everything from how do I get rid of the echo in my audio to, you know, what is the SEO practice for building our website? I mean, there's so much to it that we've had to learn. <laughs> yeah, and we've, our website looks great, you know, and that's a collaborative effort between yeah. um, you and I. And look, I know we're, not, we're nowhere near as professional as some of the great travel content mm-hmm. creators. <laughs> I don't know if we're even middle of the road, but we're at least doing something, which is great. Yeah, and we're like a quarter, we're at least a quarter of the way up. Yeah, I think that's fair. See, at least we're we pretty good. Least, we got microphones. That's what I was going to say. At least we have professional microphones. Like we have equipment. We've actually invested a lot of money into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. And this is the first podcast where that investment feels like it's paying off, even if it's not monetarily, because 
It's not. Even just the chance to, to meet interesting people in the form of our guests. Uh, we've already got we've it. already got three guests lined up, and I think we're reaching out to a bunch more. So far, everybody mm-hmm. that we've invited on the show has said yes. It's been really nice. And I think that'll be really cool to have these connections and these friends that are in a variety of fields related to travel and adventure. That actually leads me to put out this call. If you have a topic that you think would be interesting for us to talk about, a travel or adventure topic, let us know. Send us an email. If you've had an interesting adventure or if you're involved in an interesting hobby, send us a message. Maybe you can be a guest. Uh, if you have an idea for a guest, also send us a message. We're always looking for, for suggestions. We want this to be a podcast for you, the listener. Because we really do want this to be what you guys want it to be. This isn't about us just having a fun time. This is about... Yeah, that's ear goggles. Yeah, that's ear goggles. This one's about giving something that people want to hear and giving out and making episodes that people want to listen to. And so for sure, if you have an idea for a guest or want to be a guest or anything, just shoot us an email and we'll we'll happily talk with you. Yeah. Yeah, if you've been to Mount Everest or if you scuba dive or anything, anything at all. We, we interpret yeah. adventure very loosely. Mm-hmm. Which kind of leads me to this little point is our name, Attempt Adventure. This is this is a fun one. Yeah, it is. This we I'm going to be transparent here. The name came off a generator. Michael and I were talking, and we could not, for the life of us, come up with a name. No, I mean I was looking up stuff like the Adventurists, and that like that already exists. <laughs> they do really cool trips, and we were like, well, the Explorers Club is already taken. The Adventurers Club is already taken. What are we going to do? Yeah, we went to a generator. We just typed in the word adventure. And everything we tried was taken or or just unavailable. And like the third one was attempt adventure, uh-huh. which we kind of laughed at. We were like, that sounds so uninspiring. <laughs> it does. What we, what we made it as is that you should attempt adventure every day. You should try and make life interesting. Have a little adventure every single day. And if you fail, you fail. It doesn't really matter. And that's, and that's fine. See, we thought it was really funny. When we first came across that in the generator, we just thought it, like the word attempt just sounded so uninspiring, but I've gotten used like, to I'm it. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I've gotten used to it now, and I think that point is kind of, that point is not so obvious. And I like it. I like, mm-hmm. the, I like the phrase now. I think it's great, but I just thought it was really funny when too. we first came across the, the suggestion. And so, yeah, however you take attempt adventure... Is how you should take it. We certainly don't take ourselves seriously. So if you find it funny, as no, well, not at all. It's kind of a silly name. Attempt adventure is our name, and our our slogan is "Live a more interesting life," and that's sort of what this whole thing is about. And that varies from person to person. You may think that I don't know croquet is the most interesting thing ever. By all means, right in. You can be a guest on the show. <laughs> Are you a croquet master? Like you've got to make some Russian food. That's an adventure. I do. That would be fun. Yeah. I'm not making borscht. I'm sorry. I won't do it. Okay. I refuse. I don't like beets that much. Mm, well, that's a problem if you're going to have borscht. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get a beet, some sour cream, and a shot of vodka and just... Beet and vodka stew. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a beet boiled in vodka. <laughs> it's one shot of vodka with a beet. <laughs> It's like when you do tequila, but instead of biting the lemon, you just bite the bite a beet. Take a big bite out of a beet. Yeah, you just you you take it. You shoot back the vodka, and you just take a bite of the beet. And 
<laughs> suck some beet juice out of it. Uh, gross. <laughs> I mean, I like beets, but <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> what is the Russian national dish? It's probably borscht. Palmini. Pastry dumplings are typically filled with minced meat and wrapped in a thin pastry-like dough. See, that sounds good. It does. That sounds better um, than borscht. Anyway. Stupid beets. <laughs> anyway, so what... I want to talk a little bit about... Because for a while, it, it took us a little bit to get used to calling ourselves content creators. Because mm-hmm. it kind of felt fake. <laughs> yeah, well, that's imposter syndrome, isn't it? I think everybody feels like... Yeah. At what point... Do you allow yourself to do that? Because I know for me, like it wasn't until this one that we even like really promoted it. Or even like told people we knew that we were doing this because I know. <laughs> honestly, I think we were a little bit embarrassed to be doing a podcast. A little bit. <laughs> I don't know why. Probably because we're two generic white dudes making a podcast. Yeah, no. Um <laughs> Well, this kind of goes back to an episode of Ear Goggles that we had a while back. Which was how we actually got the idea for this show, our episode about our kind of bucket list adventures. And in that show, we were just like, you know what? Let's just call ourselves adventurers. I think mm-hmm. I had read a blog post online that was talking about that. I was like, you know what? You're never going to feel like you're there. You're never going to feel like you're a successful author. You're never going to feel like whatever. Like at some point, you just have to adopt the title because imposter syndrome is real. But at some point, you just have to say, you know what, I'm, I am an author. You know what, I'm a content creator. You know what, I'm an adventurer. And I, I think adventurer is bigger than content creator. And if we're going to call ourselves adventurers, I think we're okay to call ourselves creators. That's true. And we do create. It may not be the most grand. It may not be the most professional. But we do create. And we enjoy doing it. It feels good to have a creative outlet. I'm not a creative person. But I feel happiest when I have a project that I'm working on when I'm creating something, you know, that's when I feel like I'm being productive. It's not about when I'm at work or anything like that. It's when I'm creating something. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I need, I need a project. I need to be working on something or I get very down, like just sort of lethargic and just kind of blah. Like I need something to keep my mind going and keep my, just keep going really. And so this is this is great for that. It keeps me thinking. It keeps me going. And so I, I would say for anyone that's sort of hesitating to make a YouTube channel or a Twitch stream or anything, just go for it. Even if nobody sees it, it'll feel good. Yeah. And you know what? Send us a message. Maybe we'll even shout you out on the show. Yeah. So just go for it, people. Yeah. Go nuts. Definitely. I don't know. This is our latest adventure, especially because we can't really go out and do adventures. You know, mm-hmm. we can't actually go out and do crazy stuff right now. We have to be responsible. Even though you're vaccinated, you still kind of have to stay inside for a while. Yeah. I mean, here we're starting to have our next big wave in Thailand. So I'm staying inside to avoid the coronavirus as well. My, my fiance and I are planning a move. So that's an adventure, but it's, you know, something that's in the works. It's not, something that's actively going on. It's not something that I can spend all my energy on. So it's like little things now with the pandemic. And so I think uh, it's interesting to hear how you, how you're going because for a long time you, you were doing a lot better than I was. Yeah. Last year we were pretty much COVID free for most of the year. Um, now we've mm-hmm. had, I think we have around a thousand active cases right now. You're, you're stuck at home more or less. Right. 
My my swimming pool is closed. My gym is closed. Everything's closed. And while here it's open again, but I'm very cautious about that because the U.S. is dumb in that regard. Right. But we're going to talk about that. That's a different different show. That's right. That's Pints of Order, and it doesn't exist anymore. That's Pints of Order, and we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Whereas for me, I'm sort of starting to get back outside and like Mm -hmm. sort of start doing things again by myself. Yeah. For the most part, for the last year, it's been me and my fiance, and that's it. So it's, it's shrunk the amount of people that I interact with by... I don't know, a hundredfold. <laughs> so I think that's why having adventures like this is really a valid thing because trying something new still breaks you out of your comfort zone, even if you're in your same house. And I think that's why like the bread making became popular for a while. And people were making pickles and fermenting stuff because like you got more time, but you can't leave. So you have to try new things. And that's why I really do think that you can have an adventure without leaving your house. You know, just mm-hmm. just a new Easily. hobby, a new you know enterprise. Those are all adventures. Yeah, they are, and I highly recommend trying something like that for everybody. Making pickles is fun. I did make pickles, but yeah. So I think that's sort of our that's sort of our story going with this. Yeah. Is it took a lot of trial and error. It took a lot of effort, mm-hmm. and I think more than anything, it took us willing to do something that wasn't in our comfort zone, you know, especially with this one and telling people about it is it's, it was awkward at first mm-hmm. because I don't know how to tell people to go listen to me talk for an hour. Yeah, like, right, right. Who am I? But here we are and we're doing it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's that. I mean, I think that it's important for us to at least try and yeah, we might not ever get anything out of it, but it, we, we personally get something out of it. Mm-hmm. I get a lot out of it. Yeah. I mean, our conversations, Back in the day, in, in day drinking with Michael and James, that's what made me go back and reapply for grad school. It's helped me stay on track with like things I know that I want. And I get a lot more enrichment out of this than I do Netflix. Yeah, very cool. Well, shall we, shall we wrap that up and move on to our next segment? Yeah, let's go. Well, James, it is now time for our favorite segment, Adventures in the News. And today it's my turn. I found an article on CNN Travel about 50 of the world's best dishes ranked, according to the author. And I thought it was fun, especially in light of last week's episode that we had about food. I went ahead and pulled up the article for you, um, since your internet is broken. So, how how do you want to do this? First, I want to just go to the very end of the article. Number 50, America. Number 50 is the United States with buttered popcorn. Now, do you agree with this, James? Um, off the top of my head, I would say no. However, when you get popcorn, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, and it actually is native to America. It's It actually mm-hmm. is an American it, snack. And so... Like, you never think about popcorn until you're eating popcorn. And then you can't stop. Oh, buddy, I love popcorn. I've discovered... I do, too. 
during COVID, the cinemas here started having popcorn delivery, and you could buy like a five gallon tub of popcorn, like a barrel of popcorn. It's oh, amazing. I did it all the time. We would just sit in the apartment watching Netflix, eating like five gallons of popcorn. It was great. Get that cheese popcorn. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I, I want to talk about that for just a second since we're on popcorn. So in, in Bangkok, they, they have the popcorn like they scoop it with giant metal scoops and they put it in buckets. But it's got, you can get regular popcorn, you can get butter, you can get whatever. But you can also get like cheese. Now, the cheese popcorn is delicious. However, it tastes nothing like cheese. No, it's like very strange artificial cheese. It tastes like you described cheese to somebody <laughs> and then they guessed. Mm-hmm. You were like, it's kind of salty, kind of tangy, kind of funky, kind of, I don't know. And then they were like, all right, I got you. And then they made this. Right. Well, whatever it is, it works. It's great. It's delicious. But so I do agree with it. After thinking about it, I agree. And it's like, it actually is a dish or a snack that came from North America. I mean, unlike Mm -hmm. a lot of our other cuisine, which was actually imported from Europe, Popcorn is a dish that is native yeah. to North America. So I think that that's a, a clever answer, actually. Yeah, it, it is very interesting. 46, somtom, good old papaya salad. Somtom is really good. We talked about that last week, too, about how somtom was one yes. of our favorite things to get here in Thailand. It is. It's really good. So if you don't really know what it is, it's not the most popular Thai dish outside of Thailand. I mean, you might be able to find it at a Thai restaurant. But it's not like, you know, pad thai that everybody knows about. So it's it's a salad that's kind of a spicy salad made with uh, young papaya. And I, I like it. I really like it. It's delicious. 40 is marzipan from Germany. It is delicious. Yeah, I, I, I guess I wouldn't have thought of that. Now, I, I like their methodology. I'm not sure of what it is, but I like their methodology for this list because it's not like... The dish that you immediately associate with that country. Mm-hmm. And countries are represented multiple times. It's sort of just the 50 best foods dishes that they... Foods. It's not dishes, even. Right. 50 best it's foods, just foods that they like. Right. So, marzipan. Like, Interesting. 39 is ketchup. Really? United States. United States, okay. U.S. ketchup. Good mm-hmm. old ketchup. 35 is um, chili crab from Singapore, Ooh, that which sounds... is delicious. Chili crab is delicious. Yeah, that sounds great. I could go for that. You know what I've, I've really been into is soft shell crab. I'm crazy mm-hmm. about soft shell crab. Ooh, love it. All right, let's go down to 30. Uh, Vietnamese summer rolls. Pork, shrimp, herbs, rice, vermicelli. It's it's a, what we would call a spring roll, mm-hmm. but I guess it's a summer roll. I don't know. If I remember correctly, when I was in Vietnam, you could buy rolls of each of the seasons. Like, there was an autumn roll and a winter roll, and they all had kind of different things. Interesting. The pork and shrimp is summer roll. I don't know. There you go. (laughs) Interesting. Got another delicious one from Vietnam, pho, Mm. which is delicious. All right. Going down to number 22 is poke, Mm. which Hawaiian, United States, delicious. It is. It's like American sushi. It is. Yeah, usually served in a rice bowl. Really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Number 20 is 
Arepas from Venezuela. Hmm. It's a corn dough patty that provides a savory canvas onto which you can paint any number of delicious toppings. Cheese, shredded chicken, crisp pork, beef, tomato, avocado. Interesting. Wait, so is it kind of like, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with my South American food. Is it kind of like a tortilla? Is that what kind of like a thinking? thick tortilla? Like a yeah, thick tortilla. Okay, and you cut it open and you put stuff in between. Gotcha. It. Okay, like a pita. Um, kinda like a like a Venezuelan pita. Okay, interesting. I will say this is um, a bit off topic as well. Ordering Mexican food is difficult here in Thailand because you go mm-hmm. to a, a Mexican restaurant and there's some very good Mexican restaurants, and you order something, but the way that the words are written in Thai is phonetic but phonetic from an english perspective so if you say i'd like a tortilla or a quesadilla they just look at you blankly so you have to actually order like a quesadilla with jalapeno otherwise the waiters won't know what you're asking that's funny (laughs) especially being from from texas where these words are just texas i mean nobody says tortilla in texas you speak spanish <laughs> fairly well for someone that doesn't know the language uh 14 is donuts american donuts can't can't go wrong with a donut that's like my weakness food favorite donut Ooh. now are we talking fancy donut or are we talking vietnamese lady donut oh. <laughs> um i don't know whatever you want I mean, you can't okay. go wrong with the with the little Vietnamese family donut shops. Little Asian family donut shops are amazing, and they're everywhere down here. Uh, I gotta go with just like a uh, like a chocolate iced, like a mm. chocolate glazed donut. Mm. Can't go wrong. That's pretty good. What about you? Um, this is something I probably would get sick of if I had it a lot, but I gotta say that the Tim Hortons maple bacon donut really mm. good maple bacon glazed donut. Mm-hmm. So that's that's on there. Um, for some reason, how, how do you feel about this one? Number thirteen is corn on the cob. Hmm. Okay, so like popcorn. That's, so popcorn is fifty, and corn on the cob is thirteen. Right. Popcorn, I get because it is. I mean, I, yes, corn on the cob is cooked, but popcorn is transformed in a way that it becomes a dish, uh, in a, in a way that it becomes like a, a separate snack. Corn on the cob is just hot corn. I love it. I really love corn. Okay, I'm a. I mean, yeah, I love corn. I don't know if I would rank it 13. It's almost just like like it's hardly changed. You know, it, it's yeah. It's like having number 12 carrot. Like I like carrots, but it's not. It's just a vegetable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's cooked, but I don't think I would put it on the list. The caption of it is God probably created corn just to have an excuse to invent melted butter. That part's true. Well, I mean, like I said, I love corn. It just doesn't feel yeah. like it fits in this list. Especially not at number no. 13. No. Hmm, all right. So, number nine is ice cream. Mm. I, can, I can get behind that. Eight, Tom Yum Goong. Ooh, also from, from Thailand. That's a really mm-hmm. good spicy soup with big old prawns floating in it. That was another thing that took me a couple tries to like, but I like it now. There's really two like kinds. It. There's the clear soup and the creamy soup. Do you have a preference? I think I like the clear soup better. For the most part, because I feel like the creamy is too much. It can be very rich with when it has the coconut milk mixed into it. Yeah. So I think I prefer, I like the one, I've had some that are sort of like in between the two. Mm-hmm. Where you can tell it has coconut milk in it, but it's not too much. 
You've been to Malaysia, right? I have. Have you had Penang Assam Laksa? I have. Poached flaked mackerel, tamarind, chili, yes. mint, lemongrass, onion, pineapple. Yeah. It's one of Malaysia's most popular dishes. An addictive spicy sour fish broth with noodles. Mm-hmm. It's, it is. It's kind of tangy. It's tangy. It's got that tamarind, but you also have the fish, the fried mackerel, right? Yeah. Um, so you got the fish in there too. So it also has kind of a, a meaty kind of fishy flavor. It's really good. It's, it's a very good, interesting dish, and you got to have it when you're there. It looks really good. Uh, number six is the hamburger from Germany, they're claiming. Now, that one's contended as an American. We'll fight you for it. On here, it says it's so good that you have entire restaurant chains devoted to this one thing. That's true. Five, Peking duck. That's my fiance's favorite dish. It is really good. We often go there for her birthday. Nice. Uh, four is sushi. Yeah, that deserves to be I up there. I do like sushi. See, it's interesting because they're putting some of these things like where they originated from, mm-hmm. but aren't the most famous for. Like, number three is chocolate, which is Mexican huh. in origin. Right, so... But, like, Belgians and the Swiss are much more... Like, famous for chocolate nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do they list it as Mexican? They do. Well, good. I like that. I think that's fair, and I think that's valid. Um, but you're right. That's not how I would have structured the list, maybe. Mm-mm. But I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, pizza from Italy is number two. Yeah. Pizza. Before we get to number one, people have this question. If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I, it sounds so cliche, but I always say pizza. I mean, it's so cliche. I sound like a it's... five-year-old boy, but like... Truthfully, it's got your bread, it's got your meat, it's got your veggie, you know? Yeah, and I mean, there's so many different kinds. Exactly. It's just like a vessel for carrying stuff. Yeah, what is your favorite pizza topping? (sighs) Controversial. I love Hawaiian pizza. Yes. I really love Hawaiian pizza. I don't understand the controversy behind it. I think it's a meme. I don't think anyone's actually serious about it, because it's good. It's good. I mean, for me... My favorite are pepperoni, pineapple, and banana peppers. That is a good pizza right there. Yeah. And people will fight me because I put pineapple on my pizza and I love it. I will go to my death loving and fighting for the right to have pineapple on pizza. It's not unusual to put some kind of sweet fruit with something no. meaty. You have a shish kebab, you get pineapple, you get you know, lamb, and you get... yeah. Bell peppers grilled together. How's it different? I mean, it's good. It, it adds that richness and that sweetness and kind of that bite to it. Yeah, you get it salty, tangy, yeah. sweet, all the good stuff all in one bite. It's amazing. And if you also like pineapple on pizza, send us an email. <laughs> Let us know. All right. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Is Masaman curry from Thailand. Have you had Masaman? I have not. Mm. It's, it is one of my favorite dishes, actually. It's really good. It's one of the few southern dishes that I really like because oftentimes southern food is very spicy. Is it? Now, I will admit, I am not a big fan of the curry flavor. Okay. Does it have a lot of that? Because in the U.S., when we think of curry, we're thinking it's of... Indian curry. Indian curry. Curry powder that, that's used mm-hmm. to mix into a curry, and it's got all the spices together. In Thailand, curry is different. Here, curry comes from, like, curry paste, which is... Uh, yeah, it has the spices and stuff in it, but it's more got a little bit more meatiness to it, I guess. 
And I like Thai curries. Like green Thai green curry is really good. Uh, yellow curry is one of my favorites. Yellow curry is good. It's not super spicy, but it's uh, it goes very good with crab. Yellow curry with crab. Masaman curry is a little bit more close to what we think of as a curry, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's one of my favorite dishes, and I think you'd like it. It's not super spicy. It's a little bit sweet. It's got usually chicken because I believe it's a southern dish, so it so it wouldn't be made with pork. It would be a halal. Often potatoes are cut up into that as well, so it's a very rich, mm-hmm. you know, hearty curry. It, it looks kind of like a cross between, like, an Indian curry, a Japanese curry, and a Thai curry. Like, it's all those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is great southern food. So what does their description say? What, what do they write about it? Emphatically the king of curries, and perhaps the king of all foods. Spicy, coconutty, sweet, and savory. Even the packet sauce you buy from the supermarket can make the most delinquent of cooks look like Michelin potential. Uh, the Land of Smiles isn't just a marketing catch line, it's the result of being born in a land where the world's most delicious food is sold on every street corner. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. I, I think I might agree with them on this one. I would rank Masaman as one of the top Thai foods, for sure. I would rank Thailand as one of the top food countries. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to disagree that it's number one. I don't know if I would put it number one, but I don't know what else I would put. I think that it's up there. For sure. Yeah, I I have not been to enough places or tried enough foods to really say which one's which or wh- who has the best food. Yeah. Um, of the places I have been, which are not many, Thailand is definitely up there. And I think about Thai food a lot when I'm in the U.S. And it's so diverse, too. Like, you can have everything from masaman curry to papaya salad to, you know, fried, mm-hmm. you know, fried soft-shell crab to whatever. So, like, when people people come here they don't really get sick of the food because it's kind of everything no you know eastern thai food is is my is sort of my favorite but i haven't really had southern southern is more like the curries and things like that right yeah there's um a lot of southern dishes that are very very spicy uh, sometimes mm-hmm. but yeah you can have curries like roti um so, uh, like if it, kind of like indonesian muslim closer to Mus- yeah the muslim food like mm-hmm. um you know biryani chicken and, and stuff like that is southern type yeah Whereas Eastern, you have like um, lob and yeah, sticky rice, papaya salad, good stuff. Yeah, northern northern Thai food is different as well. You haven't been to the north, but up there Mm-mm. they have like grilled sausage and uh, a really good soup called khao soy, which is another one of my favorite dishes that is hard to find outside of the north. So whenever I'm up in Chiang Mai, that's one of my go-to's. You got to have khao soy. You can get it here, but it's just not the same. You know, you got to be in the north. That was interesting. I liked that article. Cool. I know we kind of talked about this last week, but what is the number one best food experience that you've had on your travels? Yeah, or what's your favorite food? That's interesting. I always like hearing that. Yeah, please write into us. We would love to hear this because we haven't been to all that many places. And maybe some of you guys have been to other places. So like as you've been traveling and you've maybe tried some really great dishes that you hadn't heard of before, Right into us. We really want to hear about this. Like, for example, one of my favorite food experiences was when I had the Buncha Combo Obama, which is the dish that Obama and Anthony Bourdain ordered um, (laughs) when they were dining together in Vietnam. And this little restaurant even has their table and their dining set preserved behind glass. (laughs) What what is it? Like, what what food was it? Buncha, it's, um, it's like pork balls that you dip into this soup and you eat it with noodles soup it's very difficult to describe actually what bun cha is but it's a grilled pork and um, obama and anthony bourdain very famously 
dined together at a street restaurant in Vietnam that now markets themselves as Bun Cha Combo Obama. Nice. And so you can order the meal. If you just go there and you say, I want a Combo Obama, you get the Bun Cha, you get a like a seafood roll, and you get the beer that they had. Was it good? It was good, yeah. Very good. It wasn't my favorite Bun Cha in Hanoi. There's another well, that's okay. place near um, the, the prison museum, which I think is better. So if you're in Hanoi, I will link to that restaurant. In, I'll link to both of them because they're both very good. But my favorite Bun Cha, the one that we ate many, many, many times, is near the prison, the Hanoi Hilton. Or <laughs> I mean, that's not what the name I should <laughs> sit, call it, but that's what it is um, in, in Hanoi. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. I just want to remind you one more time. This is the, the final week of our of our monthly challenge. So you have until the end of April. All you have to do is go outside, make a cup of coffee, take a picture, send it in, hashtag attempt adventure, or via the email. We have already received several entries. Um, our three favorites at the end of the month are going to get a prize, some stickers, some exclusive yep. merchandise that, at least <laughs> right now, you can get nowhere else. Yeah, it is very exclusive. Right. I don't even have any. <laughs> <laughs> I need to send you some. Remind me to remind me to write down your address. Okay, sure. Yeah, so please do participate, and we're going to do it as well. We have until the end of this month to get it in. So, James... You got to do it. Me, I have to do it. Haven't done it yet. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. But it's Whoops. not so hard to do, so I can do it in the afternoon if I want to. Nice. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Stay tuned next week for an interview, which will be fun. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep adventuring. listening to attempt adventure a podcast all about oh gosh what is it? i don't have it in front of me what is it can you tell me again james <laughs> um podcast about finding adventure right, every day okay. and making life more interesting that's right and okay. then you introduce yourself <laughs>